yourself online. If you are excited about being here today, make some noise. Make some noise. Make some noise. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, you may have your seats. I am excited. I am excited. Listen, I want to first pause and just give honor to our amazing pastors. Can we just clap it up for Dr. Darius and Pastor Shamika Daniels today? So, I am so honored. I'm so blessed to be under their leadership, man. Um, their love towards me and my family, how they have supported me and pushed me and just undergirded me in so many things. I love you guys. I honor you guys. I'm so grateful to be serving in ministry with you guys. And, and I'm just grateful that you guys have trusted me with this moment. I love you. And um, to my amazing wife, my superwoman. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to clap. My children who are watching, Tyvin, put your phone down. Put your phone down. Get in front of the television and watch me preach, okay? Maya, I love you, Tyvin. I love you. I am grateful. I've been up since about 6.30 this morning ready to preach the gospel today. I'm, I'm excited about this word. We are in class. Class is in session. We are in summer school, and I just believe that God is speaking some very very intentional words to this ministry in this season that is going to help us and push us into the direction that God would have us to go. Even in a time when everybody's relaxing and everybody's on vacation, God wants to do something in us and through us. And I am excited about it. If you're excited about it, clap your hands. Listen, I have a word today that I believe is going to push us into something great and listen I, I just want to jump into it can I can we just jump into class class is in session is that okay all right let's go with it guys pastor has already told us to suit up to put on the whole armor of God and I just want to add to that narrative today and give us some tools on how to deal with some stuff today so do me a favor go over to first Samuel thank you God Go over to 1 Samuel uh, 17 and 8. Chapter 17 and verse 8. We're going to jump into this. And I believe God is going to do something powerful today through his word. And the word of the Lord reads, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become, uh, you will come and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all of the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. We're going to jump down to verse 22. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As they were talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance I need you to say these last four words with me and the Bible says and David 
heard it. <laughs> Can we say that together one more time? And David heard it. Today, class, today, my brothers and my sisters, I want to teach a lesson called how to deal with a bully. <laughs> today, we are going to talk about how to deal with a bully. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I honor you because God, I am absolutely nothing without you, but with you, I can do anything. So speak now some wonderful truth that will transform us in, and shape us into the image of Jesus Christ. Father, we need a word from the Lord today. We don't need somebody's opinion. We need to know what you are saying to the church. So speak now some wonderful truth that will impact our lives forever. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. In Jesus' name, and we all said together, amen. How to deal with a bully. So listen, I'm going to start this class off today with a statement that may make some of you a little uncomfortable, but it has the capability to be transformative if you lean into it. And that statement is, God is not going to do for you what you have the ability to do for yourself. No, no, no. I know some of you are making eggs. Put the spatula down. Put the spatula down. Lean in. I'm going to say that one more time. God is not going to do for you what you have the ability to do for yourself. Some of you have been crying yourself to sleep at night. You, you have been worrying and you've been filled with anxiety over issues and problems that will not change until you do something about it. The question is, are you waiting on God to miracle you out of situations that you have the ability to change yourself? Most of us, most of us are one to three good decisions away from our lives looking drastically different. But if our posture, if our posture is God get me out of this without me taking, responsi without me taking responsibility for my role inside of it, we will stay stuck in predicaments and unfavorable situations for longer periods of time than we have to. Why? Because some things, here it is change, some things don't change until you face it. You've been running from it, but now it's time to face it. Somebody shout face it. Face it. Come on, shout it again. Say face it. Because listen, ignoring this bully will not make him go away. And there have been some things that you have been ignoring and you've been praying, God removing, God changing. And God is saying today, if it's going to change, it's because you got up and you faced the thing that's been trying to intimidate you this entire time. Now, listen, I know what that feels like. I've, I know what it feels like to... To, I remember I was in a situation and I would drive out to the church every day and I, would, I, was, I was in something so, so overwhelming and so, so hard and I would go to the church and I would go and I would just lay on my face and I would pray and I would cry for hours and I would say, God, please, please, God, God, please get me out of this. God, you know, you know what I'm facing. You know what I'm going through. Lord, please get me out of this. And after I got finished crying, and I was wiping the snot from my nose and the tears from my eyes I would literally hear God saying are you done? 
are you done or are you finished? Are you finished or are you done? And he would tell me, wipe your tears. And I'm like, okay, okay. He would say, wipe your tears, now go face it. Go and do something about it. Because ignoring it, hear me, ignoring it will not make it go away. And so, and so in order to face this bully, in order to face this bully, I think we have to have a clear understanding on who and what we're facing. So, so, so what is a bully? Webster defines a bully as a person who habitually seeks to harm and intimidate those they perceive as vulnerable. He preys on the vulnerable. But I love the way, I love the way Peter defines him. First Peter 5 and 8, Peter says, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, here it is, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now follow me. Our pastor frequently says, he says, how we view ourselves is as important as how we view God. And I want to add to that narrative today by saying it is also important that we have an accurate viewpoint of this bully call Satan <laughs> because because watch this because before I can tell you who he is I have to start by telling you who he is not and he is not a roaring lion <laughs> listen 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 Peter says he says be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion which means he is not a roaring lion <laughs> he may sound like a lion he may look like a lion he may present himself as a lion but he is no lion how do you know Todd because I worship the lion lift up the lion I give glory to the lion I worship the lion of the tribe of Judah and the devil is no lion I wish somebody would take 10 seconds and just praise the lion of the tribe of Judah he is no lion Looney Tunes little bird would say he's a putty cat <laughs> Somebody put in the chat, y'all say it to your neighbor, say, I'm not afraid of a putty cat. I'm, he, he's no lion. He's no lion. What he is, what he is, is a magician. <laughs> he needs a show in Vegas. <laughs> he is a master illusionist. He specializes in making things look far worse than what they really are. Glance over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not that bad. It's, it's not that bad. Somebody put that in the chat. Say, it's not that bad. It's, I know it looks bad, but I promise you, it's not that bad. He, he is a magician. He makes things look far worse than what they really are. And one of his best tricks, one of the tricks that he loves to use is the trick of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he loves the trick of anxiety because watch this, write this down, write this down for my note takers because anxiety is a down payment on something that may never happen. And some of you are crying yourself to sleep 
over something that may never happen. Some of you are developing ulcers and you are sick in your body over something the enemy has presented to you that may never happen. But somebody shout, the devil is a liar. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to worry myself to death over an idea that may never come to pass. Because watch this. He uses anxiety because when the enemy can't stop what God is doing in your life, he tries to stop you from enjoying what God is doing in your life. Are, are you hearing me? He, he, he can't stop God. Can we just establish that? The devil cannot stop God. He can't. He cannot stop God. So, so, so he tries to stop you from enjoying what God is doing in your life. You get the raise, thank God. You got the raise, you've been praying for the raise. He gives you the raise, but now the car wants to break down. <laughs> now the apartment wants to raise the rent. Now what? He wants to stop you from enjoying what God is doing. He gives you the promotion, now you're the supervisor. But now everybody that you were cool with is now looking at you funny. <laughs> Now your boys are like, oh, 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 now you the boss now. Oh, oh, you think you something now. You in charge. It's like, I can't even enjoy what God is doing. Because the enemy wants to use anxiety and prevent you from enjoying what God is doing in your life. He takes pieces of the truth and then surrounds it with lies and what ifs. He will have you sick, worried, sad, and depressed over something that may never happen. And listen, I, if I can bring some balance to this narrative, I'm not here to tell you that what you're facing isn't real or, or isn't tough. Um, I'm just here to tell you that, that God is for you. Because, because some of you are saying, Todd, you know, I know the devil, he, he's not a lion, but what I'm facing feels very real. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very real. It's, it's tough. I, I have facts and, and the devil is really good at presenting facts. But facts don't always equal truth. I'm going to say that again for the lady that started back cooking her egg. Put the spatula down and lean in. Facts don't always equal truth. <laughs> Yes, 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 it's a fact you lost your job. Yes, it's a fact that the money is getting low. But the truth is, he will supply all of my needs. That's the truth. Yes, yes, the facts. The facts are the business is going down, you're losing money, your, your business partner has left you and you don't know how you're going to do this thing. But the truth is, he is the God that makes all things work together for the good of them who love him. That's the truth. I know, I know what the diagnosis says. I know what the doctor says. I know you have seen the report. You have seen it and it is a fact. I just come to tell you that the truth is he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Somebody shout that's the truth. 
I feel the anointing in this room. I feel the anointing of God in this place. I don't care what the devil is presenting to you. I don't care what facts are in front of you. I know the truth. And the truth is, if God is for me, I know the truth. Tell somebody, I know the truth. I know the truth. I know what it looks like, but I know the truth. I know what it feels like, but I know the truth. I know the truth. And his word trumps my facts. Somebody, somebody write that down, write that down. You're going to need that on Thursday. You're going you're gonna to need that on Friday. You're going to need that when the enemy begins to talk to you and present those facts to you. His word trumps my facts. And so class, okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, lean in, here we go. So what have we learned so far? We've learned that he prays on the vulnerable, okay, okay. He is a master illusionist. Okay, okay. He is not a lion. And here's the last thing. And he is a liar. <laughs> he is a liar, a liar, a liar, a liar. The old folk used to put it like this. They said the devil is a liar. Now, now I'm from the country. We take the AR off. We say the devil is a liar. <laughs> I remember somebody bringing bad news to my mama and she was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, the devil is a liar. The devil, the devil is a liar. He, he is a liar. John puts it like this, John 8 and 44. He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And what, what the enemy is trying to do to you, he is trying to intimidate you with lies. He is trying to make you see things that aren't really there. Holy Spirit said this to me this morning. He says, Todd, Peter says, be sober. And I'm thinking be sober because we don't want to be intoxicated with fear and intoxicated with doubt that we need to be able to see our enemy and we need to be able to stand up against him and have, and, have, and have clarity. But God says, no, 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 no. I need you to be sober because when you're intoxicated, things get blurry. And you begin to see things that aren't there. He says, be sober because I need you to see what you're facing. Because what you're facing isn't really what you're facing. <laughs> Again, what did I tell you earlier? He's not a lion. But when you are drunk with fear and doubt and anxiety, he looks much bigger than what he really is. Tell somebody, be sober because it's not what it looks like. So he uses, he uses lies to intimidate you because he doesn't want you to fight. Now, I, I grew up and I didn't have to get in a lot of fights. It wasn't because I was a bully. Um, it was because, I think it was more so because everybody knew I was a church boy, right? They, I was a church kid. They, I was the boy who sang and my mom and dad were Christians. And, and so people just kind of left me alone. They was like, he may go off in the corner and da da ba 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 sha and, <laughs> and then your arm will fall off from trying to hit me. So they, they didn't. They didn't really mess with me, you know what I mean? They didn't, 
they didn't really bother me like that. They just kind of, oh, you know, let, let the church boy be. He's good. He's cool, right? But, I, but I, I've witnessed a lot of brawls. I've, I've seen a lot of fights. And, and I remember one time we had a bully in our class, and I'm going to protect these individuals. What did they say on, on Law and Order? We have changed the names of these individuals to protect the innocent. <laughs> so, so I'm going to change the name. If I slip up and say the, the right name, I'm, y'all don't worry about it. But, but for the sake of this story, which is a real story, um, these characters are Jay and Mark. So Jay was our class bully. Jay, Jay was a menace. He was so mean. Dude was just mean. And anytime we got a new student, Jay was going to test him. He was going to test the new guy. And we had this new student named Mark. Mark is in the class. And, and what they used to do, they used to, to just thump you in the back of the head. And y'all know what I'm talking about? I see. You look like a bully. You, you, you look like you used to bully. But listen, listen. They would just thump him in the back of the head. And the teacher was in the room. And I can just see Mark. Mark was just getting so aggravated and aggravated. And I'm looking at Mark. I'm like, Mark, Mark, you don't want that smoke. I know. I know it's getting... I know you're aggravated, but you, you're, you're a small dude. You don't want that smoke with this. This guy's 15 and 0. He's 15 and 0. He ain't lost. But Mark is just getting frustrated. And then the teacher leaves the room. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Teacher leaves the room. And, and Jay gets up and just pops him in the back of the head, right? Just a little, little pop, you know, nothing major, just a little pop. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at Mark. I'm like, Mark, mm-mm, Mark, no, Mark, just, just take it. And Mark is looking like, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. He ain't about to do this to me. And all of a sudden, Mark just blah, just hits Jay in the face. And we're like, oh, my God, world star. It was, it was nuts. The whole room was like, oh, my God. We didn't have cell phones. If, if we had cell phones, I would show you the footage. We didn't, we didn't have cell phones back then. But, like, Mark just hits him, right? And, and Jay is like, <gasps> Now, I wish I could tell you that the story ended with the bully getting beat up. But that's not how the story is. Jay proceeded to and knock him up real. It was, it was bad. It, it was ugly. It, it was a massacre. He beat the brakes off of that boy, right? Right? But watch this. They both get suspended. They both get suspended, and they come back to school. But watch this. Guess what never happened again? Jay never bullied Mark again. Because watch this. Watch this. The reality is Jay never wanted to fight Mark. He only wanted to intimidate him and establish his dominance over him so that Mark would never want to fight. And can I tell you, that's all the enemy is trying to do to you. He's trying to scare you so you won't want to fight. He's, he's trying to intimidate you because guess what? Mark, Mark never had to worry about him. And now Mark got beat up, but he never had to worry about Jay again because Jay was like, I know if I bother him, I got to fight. And the devil is saying today, he doesn't want you to hear this message. He doesn't want you to be inspired because he know if you ever realize that God is for you and if God is for you who can be against you he'll never want to fight you He don't want to fight. He just want to scare you. He doesn't want to fight. He just wants to intimidate you because he knows when you show up, you don't show up by yourself. All of heaven is backing you. You have angels fighting for you. You have a God that 
is for you. And if God is for us, tell you, I feel like take it off right there. I feel like take it off. And if God is for us, somebody shout, who can? Who can? Show me a problem. Who can? Show me an issue. Who can? Show me a situation. Who can? If God is for me, who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can be against me? I, I want to expose the devil today. I want to expose him and empower you today. It's not what it looks like. He is banking on you, not fighting. But I, but I come to tell somebody, even if you go out, go out swinging. I feel the Holy Ghost. I know you may be smaller. I know you may feel small in this situation, but the devil is alive. Before you have my children, I'll go out swinging. Before I let you have my marriage, I'll go out swinging. Oh, before I just submit to what you're trying to do in my life, I will go out swinging. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Not taking it anymore. Not another day. Not another day. He doesn't want to fight. He knows the fight is fixed. He knows he loses. He knows the outcome. It's a shame that the enemy has more information than you. He knows he loses. And that's why he, give, that's why he keeps coming and trying to intimidate and overwhelm you with situations to prevent you from coming to the fight. But somebody shout, not after today. So I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So we jump down. We jump down to the text. We get back to the text. Here we go. We get back to the text. Samuel, 22nd verse, right? So here we are. David, the Bible says that David left his things with the keeper of supplies. And, and he ran to the battle lines and he asked his brothers how they were. Here it is, verse 23. As he was talking to them, Goliath... Philistine champion from Gath steps out of his lines and he shouted his usual defiance. And this is when Tario, the music shifts in the movie. You ever been watching a movie and the music just, the music, you know something is getting ready to happen when, when the music just changes. And this is the part of the story where the music changes. And the Bible says, and David heard it. Now watch this. Goliath was okay when the soldiers heard it. Goliath was okay when Saul heard it. Goliath was doing very well when Saul heard it. But when David heard it, that's when things change. And I come to tell some of you that the devil was okay when your aunt heard it. The devil should have stopped with your daddy when he heard it. The devil should have stopped with the business down the street when they heard it. But when you hear it, God has anointed you to do something about it. Who am I talking to today? 
Who am I talking to today? When you hear it, you're going to do something about it. The enemy should have stopped, but you have to understand today, Change Church, Orlando, Atlanta, wherever you're watching from New Jersey, God has anointed you. Pastor Darius calls it like a, a holy, uh, a holy uh, frustration. It's like, no, no, no. God has anointed me to deal with this problem. That's why it frustrates me the way that it does. He has anointed you to deal with the thing the enemy has trying to make you live with but somebody say I'm anointed to deal with it oh tell somebody I'm anointed to deal with this Goliath was okay until I heard it the sickness was okay until I heard it the situation was okay until I heard it I'm anointed say that I need you to get that in your spirit I'm anointed to deal with it Come on, I'm anointed to deal with it. Come on, come on, I'm anointed to deal with it. Even if you got to come scared, come scared, but no, you're anointed to deal with it. I'm almost done, here we are. Here we are, I'm gonna give you some skills. I'm gonna give you three skills to help you deal with your bully. And I believe if you implement these, because I just don't want to inspire you, I want to make sure that that you have the tools you need to be successful at dealing with this putty cat. <laughs> are you ready, class? Come on, are you ready, class? Here we go. The first point, the first thing you have to do when you're dealing with a bully is very simple. Somebody say, show up. <laughs> you have to show up. The Israelites were content with sitting back and watching Goliath intimidate them. They, they were just cool with it there were people who were dressed for battle watch this there were people who were at a battle who did not want to battle they were dressed for battle they were at a battle and did not want to fight <laughs> but everything changed when David heard it watch this it had become normal for them to hear Goliath taunt them the Bible says 40 days he came out in the morning and in the evening taunting them Every day, and I, I have a question. I need you to lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in right now. I have a question I want to ask you. What in your life have you made normal that shouldn't be? I, I need you to sit with that. I need you to. I need you to feel the weight of that statement. What in your life? have you made normal that shouldn't be? Because watch this, write this down. Whatever you refuse to confront, you accept to be your normal. Whatever, hear me bro, hear me sis, whatever you refuse to confront, you accept as your normal. And I'm sorry, but sickness should not be your normal. I'm sorry, but dysfunction should not be your normal. I'm sorry, but living in chaos should not be your normal. What's my normal, Todd? Your normal is that you're blessed in the city. Your normal is that you're blessed in the field. Your normal is that you're blessed when you come and when you go. Your normal is that you're the head and not the tail. 
Your normal is that you're above and not beneath. Your normal is you're not borrowing money from nobody else. God has made you the lender and not the borrower. That's your normal. Somebody shout, show up. I got to show up. God is for me if I show up. God cannot fight for me if I don't show up. First thing I have to do is show up. Second thing, I'm almost done. This is my favorite one. Second thing is, you have to learn how to talk that talk. <laughs> I love a good trash talker. <laughs> a good trash talker, watch this, mostly doesn't even have to fight because they talk trash so good. <laughs> Somebody shout, talk that talk. Here it is, here it is in the text of David, verse 45. David says, the Bible says, then David, then, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and a shield. Watch this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He says, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. You got to learn how to use the word. Tell somebody beside you, say use the word. Put that in the chat, say use the word. Even Jesus, even Jesus, the king, our savior, the lion of the tribe of Judah goes into the wilderness for 40 days. The Bible says that he is hungry. It is a fact. He is hungry because Jesus is not 50% God and 50% man. He is 100% God and 100% man. He is literally hungry and weak from fasting. Some of y'all are weak if you miss lunch, okay? Okay. Jesus, Jesus has been fasting for 40 days. He is weak. And what does the enemy do? What does the bully do? He preys on the vulnerable. He sees that Jesus is weak and now he shows up and says, okay, 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 big man. Okay, I see you. Okay, you're hungry. Now turn these stones into bread. And Jesus says, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Even from my weak state, I, I don't have to be weak because even when I'm weak, I'm strong. <laughs> he said, and when I don't have the ability or the capability to do anything about it, I have the word of God <laughs> that will go before me. And so Jesus said, none of it is written. Man shall not live off bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And some of you need to go back to like the old mothers used to do. They used to tell when things used to pop up in their life, they were like, uh-uh, because the Bible says and some of you need a because the Bible says anointed in your life and whenever the enemy tries to bring stuff your way you start talking the right talk you say no 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 well that happened ah, well the Bible says this no 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 well the Bible says I'm blessed no the Bible says I'm more than a conqueror you have to declare his word out of your mouth the bully does not want listen the bully doesn't care what you have to say but he has to respond to what God says and the problem is, you know what culture is saying. You know what Facebook is saying. You know what Instagram is saying. You know what MSNBC is saying. You know what Fox News is saying. But do you know what this book is saying? Because you can't deal with this bully without knowing what God says about it. Here it is. Last point. I'm... Over my time, pastor, forgive me, I'm not, 
doing the best I can. Here we go. Here we go. Point three. Here it is. Here it is. Last thing you got to know when you're dealing with the bully is you have to use what you have. Use what you have. The devil wants you to feel like you don't have enough. The devil, this bully wants you to feel like you're not equipped, you don't have enough education, you don't have enough knowledge to deal with him. But you got to understand that what you have is enough. All David had was all David needed. David had his slingshot and that was enough. It doesn't, here it is, it doesn't look like much until you use it. It doesn't look like much until you use it. Well, Todd, I'm trying to start the business. All I have is a little money. I dare you to start using it. Todd, I'm trying to do this thing, but you know, all I have is a high school education. It doesn't work until you use it because when you start using it, that's when you're going to realize and begin to understand that as you go, he goes with you. When you start, that's when he starts. And as a matter of fact, he already has it worked out. He's just waiting on you to use what you have. Moses is at the Red Sea. He's at the Red Sea trying to figure out how in the world do we get over this. And his answer was in his hand the whole time. Can I submit to you today that the answer is in your hand right now? Who am I talking to? The answer that rod, that little rod, that thing that you overlook, that you, you've dismissed, that thing that you, uh, it's just, it's just this, it's, it's not, it's not much. It's, nobody thinks this can work. Nobody thinks this is enough. This can't be enough to deal with this. Tell somebody, you gotta work it. You got to work what you got. Because if God brought you to this mountain, if God brought you to this bully, then whatever you have when he brings you to it is enough. I'm done, Tari, y'all. We got to go. Whatever you have is enough. You got to show up. That's half the battle. You got to show up. You got to talk that talk. You got to use the word of God. <laughs> and you got to use what you have. Because what you have is enough. Two fish and five loaves didn't look like enough until they gave it to Jesus. <laughs> it didn't look like enough. And the reality is it wasn't enough. But when I give what I have and submit it to Jesus, what wasn't enough becomes more than enough. I had a fourth point that I just put in there. Didn't know if I was going to use it, but I feel the unction of the Lord telling me to say it. If you want to add a fourth one, it's don't forget. The reason why David was so confident that he could defeat Goliath was due to the fact that he remembered his past victories. The same God that gave me victory over the lion when nobody was watching, the same God that gave me victory over the bear when nobody was watching, 
is the same God that's going to give me the victory over this bully when everyone is watching. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Today I just come to tell you to face it. I know it's scary. I know you've been ignoring it. You become used to it. You know how to function in it. You have a system. But you got to understand when David confronted Goliath, it wasn't just for him. But that act of courage saved a nation. And there are people waiting for you to face it. Your children are waiting for you to face it. Your family is waiting for you to face it. Because when you face it, everything will change. I'm not here to minimize or dilute what you're going through. I know what you're facing is very real. The business on the verge of failing is very real. The marriage that's one argument away from somebody walking out is very real. The diagnosis you receive is very real. The abuse you went through as a child is very real. But you will always stay a victim and you will always remain stuck in that cycle and you will always have a good excuse not to be where you want to be until you make a decision to do something about it. Can you stand to your feet? I have a charge for you today, Change. I'm here to charge you to let you know that you are equipped to do something about it. But today, some of you, you got to face it. Ignoring this bully will not make him go away. I feel God in this room. Ignoring him. And there are some people who need to make a decision today that I'm going to face it. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to keep walking past it as if it doesn't exist. I am going to face If you know, come on, if you know you need to face it, if you're at home, I need you just to build an altar right where you are. If you're in this room and you know there are some things, there are some addictions you need to face, there are some fears you need to face, there are some generational curses you need to face, can you just meet me at this altar real quickly? I, I feel God. I feel like there are some people getting ready to walk. As you walk out of this seat, I believe that you are walking out of something right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to face it today. We're going to face it today. You're, you're anointed to deal with it. You're not anointed to take it. You're not anointed to lay down. You are anointed to deal with this thing. And though your mama dealt with it, though your family may deal with it, you are anointed to break it. You are the curse breaker in your house. You are the person that can do something that will shift generations forever. I need somebody to start clapping and worshiping. God is in this room right now. I want to be new, I want to be just like you, so Jesus, bring the wine, how to be, I want to be new, come on, we're going to place you today, I want to be just like you, somebody say Jesus, Jesus, bring the wine, 
Father, Father, I thank you right now. As we stand before our Goliaths, as we stand before our bullies today, we thank you that you have anointed us to do something about it. We will no longer sit back and cower in the background. But we thank you that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God, I thank you that the curse is broken today. I said the curse is broken today. Every generational thing that the enemy has been trying to pass down through my bloodline. My son will not battle with this. My daughter will not struggle with this. But the devil is a liar. I'm anointed to do something about it. I'm anointed to deal with it. I'm anointed to break it. I'm anointed to shift it. God, you have anointed us to do something about it. It is today we cut the head off of Goliath today this battle we will see no more we thank you for the courage to deal with it to deal with it on Monday and to deal with it on Tuesday and when we're out of the four walls of church we thank you for the courage of God to deal with every bully we love you. God, we praise you that this is the day that everything changes. If you believe it, cup your hands. I want to be new. I want to be new. I want to be just like you. Somebody say, God, bring the one. anointed you have enough come on you have enough you have enough my brother it's in you deal with it deal with it my God you have enough you have enough you have enough, you have enough. last time every believer say Jesus clap those hands if you know he's doing it right now and there are some of you, you're like, Todd, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to deal with this bully. I don't know how to deal with this bully. I don't even know. I didn't even know God could help me. You, you may not even know God. You may like, Lord, I need help with this bully, but I need to know this Jesus who can help me. I need to know the lion. <laughs> you can get to know the lion today. <laughs> you can get to know the lion today. There's a lion who will help you, who will walk with you, who will help you deal with every bully. And his name is Jesus. And he will save you today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He will save you. He will heal you. He will fix you. He is an able God. And if you're watching online, he's like, Todd, I need, I, gotta, I need help dealing with this bully. I want you to text the number that's going to come on the bottom of the screen. I want you to text this number. And maybe there are some of you who are watching. And you're like, man, hey, I want to be a part of this amazing church. This church that knocks down giants. This church that deals with bullies. 
I want you to text, text that number. But if you're in this room and you're like, man, I need to be saved. Just if, just lift your hands. Like God, lift up your hands. Yes, I need to be saved. God, save me. I need, I need help. I need help. I need help. Come on, just say this. Say, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. And I'm in need of a Savior. I confess my sins to a God who died on the cross and got up on the third day for me. Save me, Jesus. Come on, say, save me, Jesus. I want to be new. I want to be just like you. Thank you. Come on, say, God, I thank you for saving me. And just like that, it's done. Can somebody just celebrate Jesus for that confession? Pastor Moskos is coming. If you've enjoyed the word of God today, if you feel inspired, if you're ready to deal with